The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. The mission of this radio show is to enable every listener to achieve their career aspirations and advance their careers, to achieve their potential, and meet their financial goals. Now, here are your hosts, Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Welcome, everyone. Ken and Cheryl here with Ted Alt, Managing Director, Advanced Wealth Group on Getting Wealthy Slowly. Don't let that put you off, though. We're going to cover some exciting things today. For the last couple of years, our economy, as well as the world economy, has been in a turmoil. Major banks uh, received bailouts. Others have gone bankrupt, uh, putting a squeeze on capital and driving down the value of assets in every sector. While many banks have uh, repaid bailouts and the stock market has rebounded, the unemployment has remained high, and many are predicting a double-dip recession. To discuss these issues and how they impact your investment decisions, we have an expert guest today who has had, who's been both on the corporate side of banking and now serves individuals as an investment advisor. But before we get started, I just want to remind you of our seven free videos for you, our listeners, that help you get a better job, better pay, and a better life. To access these free videos, simply go to www. Dot betterjobbetterlife.com. Now, to give you a brief introduction to Ted, Ted Alt is the Managing Director and Treasurer of Advanced Wealth Solutions Group and has been a leader in the financial services industry for more than 30 years. He specializes in pensions and retirement planning as well as disability income and long-term, uh, excuse me, long-term care insurance. Before founding Advanced Wealth Solutions, he worked for a number of insurance and investment groups in addition to several major banks and finance companies in corporate finance and secured lending. Ted holds an ABA from Brown University, an MBA from University of Chicago Business School, and an MS in Economics from the London School of Economics. He completed a certificate program in taxation and financial planning at New York University and obtained his Certified Financial Planner Certification from the College of Financial Planning. Ted serves on corporate boards and supports nonprofit organizations. Welcome, Ted. We're delighted to have you with us today. Well, so am I. Thank you very much for those kind words. It's a pleasure to be on your show, Carol, well, Cheryl, and Ken. Well, well do you, excellent. Ted, you hold a world record for most degrees and certifications of anybody we've had on. <laughs> that could well be the truth. You are very kind. You have a very impressive background, Ted, and so I'm sure you have a lot to share with us today. Before we get into specifics about the current investment environment, share a little about your career and how you decided to become a financial advisor. Sure, I'd be happy to. Basically, I worked in the banking and commercial finance segment for approximately 25 years. I have worked in the personal financial advisory space for the last six years. 
And the difference between the two is that in the first, commercial banking, I made a fair amount of money but wasn't very happy. By comparison, in the last six years, I've made a lot less money and have been a lot more happy. So I think this summary tells you something about what I'm interested in and why I'm doing what I'm doing. Well, we're going to talk more about that throughout the show because that certainly is um, the heart of what we teach uh, our clients uh, through Job Search and Total System and making career changes and and also making uh, uh, job changes uh, regardless of what phase you're in life, uh, how how much you gain in personal satisfaction is one of the most important factors to success. And you've, uh, having been in the industry uh, of personal finance for only six years, uh, and yet your company has 50 advisors, which is very impressive growth, uh, to what do you attribute that success? Well, uh, probably uh, some measure of good luck, some measure of hard work. When we started about five, six years ago, we had 12 advisors. Now we have approximately 50 And while there are a lot of financial service advisory firms here in the Manhattan area, which is where we're based, there are two things that separate our firm, Advanced Wealth Solutions Group, from pretty much all the rest. The first is diversity. We have amongst the 50 advisors approximately 24 nationalities and 33 different languages. So we are in many respects, more diverse than the U.N., which is only about a mile or two away. We even have, because we're a flexible institution, uh, one uh, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, that's me, just to show that we encourage lots of different uh, types at this group. The second thing that separates us from the bulk of the financial service advisory firms is what we call are spheres of confluence, which is a fancy word, but what it really means are 11 areas where we have deep bench strength, where we have people who have been involved, whether it's pensions, long-term care, disability insurance, investments, college financing. I could go on and on, small group health plans, et cetera, et cetera. But we have people who have been concentrating in these areas from anywhere from 10 years at a minimum up to, in one case, 34 years. So between the diversity and the spheres of confluence or levels of bench strength, we are very, very strong, and I think that's helped our success. Well, Ted, we have uh, in our clientele, um, obviously, people who, are looking uh, for jobs um, through our system. They have uh, achieved better job, better pay, better life, and um, uh, many of them are listening today. And the questions they inevitably have is, what should I do with my money? Where should I put my money? Now that I've achieved better job, better pay, and a better life, what should I do with it? What are your recommendations for them? Well, uh, there are a number of things I'd say with any client, what they should do with their money depends on their individual facts and circumstances. It depends on who they are, how long a time frame they are, how experienced they are financially, what their tolerance is uh, for risk, and what they expect to do with the money down the road. Okay, so well, let me it's, just it's a combination of, of all of those things. There's no 
one catch-all solution that applies to everybody. As a financial planner, as a certified financial planner, I try to do what I can to not only meet people's individual needs, but allow them to feel happier about it and to sleep well at night. Let me kind of narrow it down a little bit for you. These are people typically who uh, have, have been unemployed. They came in our program. They've learned our system, and they've uh, achieved better job, better pay, better life, uh, depending upon how they negotiated their package. They either did extremely well or at least better than they were doing. But they typically don't take a lot of risks. They're primarily interested in long-term prosperity for their families, uh, what I would consider to be uh, very conservative investors. Does that mm-hmm. help? Uh... Well, I'm quite familiar with that type of uh, individual. I have more than a few in that general area myself. And I would say just in passing that having been through downsizing and having gone through career transitions not once but twice in my life, I can empathize very directly with many of your clients because I've been there. I've had to make a change. It's not an easy thing to do. It's very frustrating. I've learned a lot of things along the way as to how you can improve that situation, but there's no question about it that it's a hard one. And uh, we can get into the specifics in terms of what I would recommend for any particular individual or type of uh, individual. Uh, so you tell me. Well, we'll, we'll get uh, into more detail as we progress on the show today. Ted, but I'm very interested in your own career change because I think each of us that goes through that experience, and you've been through it twice now, uh, and you've also been through it at kind of later later in career, having had 20-plus years uh, uh, experience and then making that kind of a, a career change uh, is, uh, you know, take you learn some lessons along the way, in other words. So maybe you could share two or three lessons sure. that would help those that are maybe considering a change like that or in the midst of it right now. I'd be happy to. First off, I started out in the commercial banking business back in the 1970s. I thought that I was in for a career that was stable, that was consistent, relatively low risk. And while it was at the time I started, it was anything but 20 years later. Uh, It was neither solid nor stable nor uh, growing. In fact, it was downsizing before actually being downsized twice out of a job. I went through no less than 12 different uh, restructurings internally within a major financial institution in this country. So I've I've been there. And the question is, what did I learn? I learned that it's not easy. I learned that you need to um, do it very diligently. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. I learned that you have to find a way, one way or another, to network effectively. That's why I started out with a contact management program, and I'm 13 or 15 years later with the same uh, program. I've learned that you have to know your skills and be able to represent them, represent them effectively, perhaps in a totally different uh, scenario or totally different environment where you came from. So those are some of the things I learned. 
Absolutely. Well, we've just got a minute left in the program here. What would you say, what encouraged you the most as you were making your transition, and it might help others, uh, that, you know, there is um, light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak, or maybe even that pot of gold? (laughs) I don't know about the pot of gold, but one thing I learned is that unlike the 70s when I first started working, there's no longer any stigma, and people do change. And they have to change in order to survive in today's marketplace. And I've tried to do what I could to do exactly that. Well, that's really great advice. And when we teach uh, folks in our program uh, and also those using Job Search a Total System, uh, perseverance is a big, big uh, factor. And uh, once you've focused your campaign and learned the techniques that are going to help to market you effectively, then perseverance and sticking with the process uh, will serve you well as you come to the opportunities that will give you that next best opportunity. And we like to say, Ted, a better job, better pay, and a better life. Well, when we return for break, we're going to explore the current investment environment and how it impacts the decisions you make on wealth-building strategies. So stay tuned. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you dissatisfied with your current job or not earning what you need or deserve? If you're looking for a better job with better pay to enjoy a better life, go to BetterJobBetterLife.com. And get our seven free videos that will jumpstart your future starting today. We'll teach you how to create a cycle of success with the right mindset and plan of action. Get the interview you want with a world-class resume. Make your references work for you and beat the competition. Network your way into the hidden job market for better jobs and faster placement. Research more effectively. The key to more job leads, stronger interviews, and higher pay. Turn your interview into an offer-winning performance. Get the money now by negotiating from strength. Thousands have successfully used our proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. So grab our seven free videos that will transform your career. Go to BetterJobBetterLife.com. Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Isa provides homeowners and investors eager to invest well in real estate the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus will be the paradigm. Live where you want. Invest where it makes the most sense. Listen live to the brightest minds in real estate investment every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Isa, where America learns to invest. Are you unhappy with your life? Looking to get unstuck from your rut? Are your fears of happiness, love, and success holding you back? You deserve a second chance. Tune in to Second Chances with Susan Armstrong. Each show will help you find your inner success. Whether it's financial success, relationship success, or the happiness and freedom in your personal life. You'll hear from Susan and some of the most influential guests who are talking the talk and walking that walk. Second Chances airs live Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
stimulating talk. It gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the host about today's show? Please send an email to TCS on air at TCSWorldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Ken and Cheryl here, and we're with Ted All today, Managing Director of Advanced Wealth Group. And we're talking about how you can advance your wealth with some sound um, strategies. Well, Ted, as you survey the uh, banking investment landscape, what do you see happening uh, in the investment industry and the economy in general? Well, it's hard to generalize completely, but the three things that jump out at me in terms of this year and this particular recovery. First is the fact that in terms of the stock market performance, there is and will continue to be a tremendous amount of volatility from day to day and from month to month, that's with us and unlikely to change. Second thing, over the looking ahead over the next five to ten years, my expectation, at least in terms of uh, investment uh, returns, is that they will be somewhat more subdued than they have been in the past, rather than meeting the historic equity averages of on the order of ten and a half, eleven percent. I would expect that there would be lower growth. And the third thing, which is contributing to the lower growth in the future stock markets, is that we have had what I would describe as a fairly anemic recovery. And I would hope that that would improve, but I'm not counting on it. Well, well the problem, the problem we have, uh, Ted, is um, depending upon who you listen to, um, if you listen to the White House, everything is wonderful, and, boy, it's just uh, getting better every day. But if you listen to some of the realists and naysayers, they're predicting things like uh, 11 12% unemployment and a double-dip recession. Uh, and I don't mean to scare our listeners, but we do want to be honest with them. Share your thoughts on that relative to uh, where do you see we're heading. Well, uh, with respect to the future, it's a little hard to define exactly what's going to happen, but I do not see uh, 11% unemployment. It's now around 9.5%, and I see gradual improvement from there. Secondarily, we do have a weak, what I've termed an anemic recovery. I do not expect there to be a double dip. So on both respects, I uh, would imagine that we would have a somewhat more positive situation than what you alluded to. Well, we hope you're right, uh, Ted. And uh, uh, on another note, Congress has just passed that new banking and investment regulations law. How do you see that impacting the financial industry and investing? Well, it's difficult to say. What is undeniable is that it is approximately 2,300 pages. It is very hard for most laymen to sort it out. My understanding from the Wall Street Journal is that lobbyists and bankers and everyone else is descending on Washington as we speak in order to write the rules of this 2,300-page uh, new law. So 
what do I expect going forward? I expect slower growth. Certainly, I expect more restricted financial institution performance. And I expect that we will have probably um, some improvement from here, but it's going to be up and down, and, and, and it's, it's not going to be a straight line going from here. Going back to my point earlier, Ted, the, the problem that uh, business people are having, like us, small business people, is uh, you know we're not able to tap loans. Um, we're being hammered by taxes, and uh, in many respects, the future is very bleak relative to jobs. I mean, small businesses are not hiring because uh, they don't the, because of the uncertainty, certainly. But uh, that's true. A lot of them are not able to get loans in order to uh, hire and build their business. There's no question about it that it's a tough environment in terms of getting either loans from banks or finance companies, or in terms of getting equity backing either from the standard uh, venture capitalists or institutions like private equity funds or just from so-called angel investors, which are largely friends and uh, family. But it is a very tough uh, environment that we're living in right now, and I certainly sympathize with a lot of people trying to build up small businesses because getting financing is tough and will likely continue to be. Uh, well, Ted, as we look at the financial sector for a little bit uh, more here, um, you know, having been in it yourself, uh, I'm sure you have clients that are in that sector and uh, keep an eye on what's what's going on there as far as uh, career opportunities. Has things stabled down a little bit uh, for the financial sector, or do you still are you still seeing layoffs? You're you're right there in the midst of it in New York. It's probably the well, here in the uh, tri-state area, based on some of the signs that I see, I see actually uh, a recovery in hiring that's clearly happening down on Wall Street. I see a recovery to some extent in certain high-end apartments, which is a reflection of greater confidence on the part of some individuals, many of whom work in the financial services arena. So it's, it's uneven. But I would say that, generally speaking, it is better than it used to be. And certainly the level of confidence, the level of uh, concern on the part of the typical investor is markedly different from what it was at the tail end of 2008 and, in particular, the first quarter of 2009. In the last year, there has been a huge rebound in the market. Most people, and I'll speak for myself, are not back to where they were two, three, four years ago in terms of equity levels, but the confidence that they have is substantially greater than what it was at the end of 09, end of 08, beginning of 09. So let's uh, extend this out uh, globally. Obviously, um, you know, we have a global economy. What we do is important, but as it relates to Worldwide, um, it may or may not have that significant impact. What are your projections globally relative to all the problems we've seen, uh, you know, in Greece and many of the other countries that are really having difficulties? Well, there are certain, if, if you're talking about Northern Europe, it's kind of a mixed picture. 
in Greece and, and other sectors, particularly in the south of Europe, there continued to be difficult times, a lot of um, budget deficits, a lot of well-publicized problems in terms of uh, financing. In terms of some of the other parts of Europe, and I'm thinking specifically of the biggest economy, which is Germany, it has been remarkably uh, robust in spite of everything. The, there has been an uh, improvement in employment, a reduction in the rate of unemployment, and this is in stark contrast to what's going on in, in other parts of Europe. With France, I don't know, uh, but I, my expectation is that it would be probably similar to what's going on in Germany. So it's a very uneven uh, kind of uh, climate that we're living in. But, you know, what's interesting is uh, Obama's going over there and telling them to spend, spend, spend. They're saying, no, we need to be fiscally responsible. Isn't that interesting on the world stage? <laughs> well, um, we do need to be fiscally responsible. And it is undeniable, if you talk with anybody, not just the uh, people who run the European Central Bank, but you talk to any of the central bankers and you see... You ask yourself, why did places like Greece, why did Spain, why did Italy get into difficulties? It's largely because they're, uh, they didn't live within their means. Exactly. And there was some wild, uncontrolled spending, which led to substantial current account deficits, far higher than those permitted by the terms of the EEC, and we're paying the price right now. And look at those pensions that we have. I mean, even crazier than the ones we have in California or some other states. It, I mean, you just can't continue that way and expect to uh, survive. That's true. And I just, I don't know if you knew this, but I lived in Europe uh, for about eight years. I went there for three months and stayed eight and a half years. And so I am personally very familiar with some of the northern European uh, countries and how people adapt to things. And it's good to see that, at least selectively, that the economies are rebounding. But I'm not so naive as to think that that's a general rebound or it's likely to occur everywhere, because I don't what, think it will. What country were you in, just out of curiosity? I spent approximately three and a half years in, in London, so that was in the U.K., where, when I was in graduate school and also working. And then after that, I was based in Brussels, so right in the center of the EEC. But at that time, I was financing joint venture fertilizer projects, so I spent um, at least half my time in East Africa. All right. Interesting. Well, that uh, international background, I'm certainly uh, sure, helps you in some of your uh, investment advice as well, uh, Ted. Are you um, fairly diverse in in, um, in the investments you recommend globally? I am, and one of the things that I've noticed, not just about my clients but in general, is that a lot of people are living under sort of an old-fashioned allocation in terms of their equity bets, meaning that they ignore the fact that the equity markets outside of the U.S. are much bigger than the U.S., and at least in many of them, they're growing faster and will continue to grow faster. So 
if the if the question is where would you put your uh, money in terms of global allocations, I would put it roughly proportionate to the stock market capitalizations of the rest of the world, meaning 40 or 50 percent at a minimum for most people, and put it in some of the growing economies of the uh, Far East and parts of uh, Latin America, which are likely to grow far faster than either Europe or North America in the next uh, five to ten years. Another point that we make to our clients, and by the way, we we really feel very, very strongly that it's critical that we be honest with them and upfront with them because their future is on the line. But they're continually coming to us with uh, questions like, well, you know, so many people are pulling out of uh, cities and even states that are going under, and where should we go? And many of them are saying, uh, you know, where should we go? Is there a safe place uh, to, to land? Your thoughts on that? Well, when you mean a safe place to land, there's two ways of interpreting the question. One is where should you go in terms of putting your money and in, in the variety of things. And the second is where should you go as a place to live that's affordable uh, outside the U.S.? So which did you have in well, mind? Well, both of those are actually. <laughs> okay, that's true. Okay, did you, ha- did you have a comment before we take a little break here, Ted? Well, I think that uh, many people are moving off offshore, and they're doing it for a variety of reasons. In some case, for tax reasons. In some case, they're doing it for family reasons to get something which is more affordable than maybe mainland North America. But, okay. Uh, well, well, excellent. Well, we're going to take a little break here, but when we get back, we'll have more insight on investment. So stay tuned. the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787, Hello? and ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you dissatisfied with your current job or not earning what you need or deserve? If you're looking for a better job with better pay to enjoy a better life, go to BetterJobBetterLife.com and get our seven free videos that will jumpstart your future starting today. We'll teach you how to create a cycle of success with the right mindset and plan of action. Get the interview you want with a world-class resume. Make your references work for you and beat the competition. Network your way into the hidden job market for better jobs and faster placement. Research more effectively. The key to more job leads, stronger interviews, and higher pay. Turn your interview into an offer-winning performance. Get the money now by negotiating from strength. Thousands have successfully used our proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. So grab our seven free videos that will transform your career. Go to BetterJobBetterLife.com. It's always 5 o'clock somewhere. Thursdays at 5 Eastern Time, be sure to tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel for Cocktails for Everyone with host Catherine Stanton Schiff. Catherine will take you behind the scenes of your favorite beer, wine, and spirit brands, the people that create them, and the restaurants that serve them. The program will keep you on the pulse of the beverage industry and may even keep you a step ahead of the bartender. 
Cocktails for Everyone airs live Thursdays at 5 Eastern Time. That's 2 Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Listening to Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Do you have a question or comment for the hosts about today's show? Please send an email to TCS on air at TCSWorldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Ken and Cheryl here, and we're talking with Ted Alt about advancing your, uh, career, your career as well as your wealth building uh, aspirations. And, Ted, at the last break there, we, we kind of got uh, our signals crossed. Sorry about that. But we did want to give you an opportunity to respond more fully to Ken's questions regarding um, potentially living uh, uh, internationally or taking your wealth internationally. How do you approach that with your clients? Well, it comes up, but only infrequently. As someone who lived abroad for eight years, I'm all in favor of it, not just for its cultural reasons, but also because in some cases it makes sense that people can live in a more affordable lifestyle than they can, particularly in a big city uh, in the U.S. So for a whole variety of reasons, I would be strongly in favor of if not living abroad, at least spending substantial time abroad. The question then becomes, what do you do if you are living abroad or spending substantial time abroad? What do you do with your money? And as we were talking about during the break, I don't think, there are any really good uh, safe havens if what you mean by a safe haven is something which offers a competitive after-tax uh, good real return they're very few you invest in t-bills right now you probably get half of one percent you pay taxes on that and in the real terms when inflation is running two three percent if not more uh, you're essentially behind the eight ball after a period of time. So in terms of good financial havens, they're very hard to come by, and T-bills would not be, in general, where I would go. Does that help you out? Ted, another question that comes up from our clients is, obviously, a better job, better pay, better life, and many times that requires uh, relocation. And oftentimes a question of, uh, well, you know, here's a big job in New York City, but look at the taxes. They're going to kill me. I mean, there are, there are companies and individuals uh, who are moving out of New York City simply because of the tax situation. Uh, your thoughts on that? Well, there are some that are uh, moving out of New York City, and this has occurred. There have been plenty of high-profile examples over the last 20, 25 years. At the same time, what you should realize is that there are lots of people, maybe not lots of corporations, who keep coming into New York City or the tri-state area generally, and they keep coming year after year. And they come there without corporate sponsors paying the way. They come there of their own. And the reason that they come is that they're very, very attractive things. And I sound like a promoter of New York City, which I am in a way, but there are very good opportunities here. There's a lot of cultural variety here. It's a very good place to live. So that's so I, I do not think that people are going to be scared away from New York City 
for the cost reason, if, if, if that's the gist of your question. Okay. Well, I'm sure they have ways of uh, compensating for the extra costs <laughs> uh, on, the, uh, on the upside. Well, Ted, let's shift gears just for a moment because I think uh, it's really important to spend a little time on your philosophy for building wealth and how you approach that with your clients. Okay. Well, first off, as people may or may not be aware, I am a financial planner on my show, which is called Get Rich Slowly, tries to get at a little bit the philosophy of what I'm involved in and what I really believe in, and that is making careful, reasoned, long-term decisions, sticking with them, avoiding fads, and trying to do things which will gradually allow you to accomplish your individual goals and be happier and, oh, by the way, perhaps sleep better at night. So that's a lot to ask in terms of a philosophy, but that's what I try to do with my different clients, and in the main, it seems to work. Well, all of those are very important, and I think um, goals that, that each and every person would really have for themselves. Um, where should people begin when they're developing a wealth-building plan? Where should they begin? You mean if they want to age? develop a plan for their future, what, what what are some of the things that you take folks through to develop that plan? Okay, what I do with all the uh, new prospects is I try to figure out first and foremost, given their situation, what are their four or five dominant uh, goals? Is it building a house? Is it uh, getting putting money away? Is it paying for the college education of the young kids or whatever it might be. So I work with these uh, clients uh, to build a very, very comprehensive financial plan. And with that plan, a number of goals are implicit or embedded in that, and they vary client by client. So what I do with someone who's maybe 20 or 30 might be very different than what I do with someone who is, 55, 60, or say 65 and retired. Absolutely. Does that give you a feel for the general approach? Yes, and and in that regard, because you mentioned uh, on an earlier segment that you're expecting for the next five years uh, slower growth, and for those uh, like myself in the baby boomer generation that are beginning to think, you know, how do I... How do I plan for retirement or at least a change in, in the way I'm working, maybe not working as intensely? Uh, what are some of the investment uh, vehicles that you're using to help um, my generation? Well, I am a baby boomer, so these are the things that I've done for myself that in the main I would recommend for others who are in similar age and circumstances. And what that would mean would be a combination of things. It would mean, as you go along, taking maximum advantage of tax-deferred opportunities. These would be 401Ks, which amount to, or 403Bs for for public sector employees, and putting away significant amounts of money. For lack of a better term, I would start out recommending uh, 10% of your um, base salary each and every year, because I know that If you do this over time, the combination of getting in the good habits, 
putting that money away and allowing it to grow on a tax-deferred basis will set you up for long-term success. And it is very, very difficult if you try, say, starting at age 50 or 55 or 60 or whatever, to make up for lost time. Mm -hmm. Time is definitely on your side when you start at age 25, and that's what you ought to be doing. Does that Absolutely. I think that's so uh, critical to, for the young people to hear that. And I don't think we can say it too often that if you can start young and uh, begin to put away that um, 10% into your 401K or other uh, tax-deferred uh, um, vehicle that's available to you, you're, you're going to be uh, so much better off uh, in achieving the overall goal that you mentioned, Ted, at the very start, which is you know build well slowly and sleep at night. Right. And what I would point out to, uh, to many people is that human nature being what it is, people have a lot of reasons or explanations for not getting it together and not putting the money away. So it helps, I have found, to put as much as possible on autopilot. That means uh, advising your company that you're going to have 10% coming out in terms of advising your company so you get a mod automatic transfer to build up an emergency cash reserve fund in case something goes wrong. You want to put up as much as you can on autopilot so that normal human inter- intervention and bad habits don't get in the way of future success. That's uh, all excellent advice. Are there any other elements um, that you kind of uh, have as part of every plan? in terms of your wealth building. We just have just a minute here to cover that. Well, there there are things that are part of every plan, but it's not so much wealth building but um, lifestyle uh, protection. And there are insurance things that we do with pretty much every client. There are things that we do in terms of wills and the will-related documents that we do with our estate planners. So there are a lot of things that, are part and parcel of a wealth plan that are outside of investments. Okay. That's uh, good to know. Well, we're going to take a little break here, but stay tuned for more insights on investment strategies and opportunities. We'll be right back. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you dissatisfied with your current job or not earning what you need or deserve? If you're looking for a better job with better pay to enjoy a better life, go to BetterJobBetterLife.com and get our seven free videos that will jumpstart your future starting today. We'll teach you how to create a cycle of success with the right mindset and plan of action. Get the interview you want with a world-class resume. Make your references work for you and beat the competition. Network your way into the hidden job market for better jobs and faster placement. Research more effectively. The key to more job leads, stronger interviews, and higher pay. Turn your interview into an offer-winning performance. Get the money now by negotiating from strength. 
Thousands have successfully used our proven techniques to make their dream job or career a reality. So grab our seven free videos that will transform your career. Go to BetterJobBetterLife.com. Michelle Kors Six Degrees is your connected consciousness. Six Degrees is what comes around, goes around radio. Committed to delivering a fresh perspective on thought-provoking, investigative information that can change your life. Six Degrees connects you to the social and emotional scene and is your trusted advisor from finance to romance, mainstream to metaphysical. It's a positive, upbeat look at life, love, and the pursuit of passion. Get connected Saturdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to Patricia Raskin Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call in to Patricia Raskin Positive Living Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. It's practical, positive solutions for a happy, empowered, and successful life the internet's number one talk station number one talk station voiceamerica.com you are listening to total career success with ken and cheryl dawson do you have a question or comment for the host about today's show? Please send an email to tcsonair at tcsworldwide.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Ken and Cher are here with Ted Alt, and we've covered a lot of ground here on investment strategies and ways to uh, build your wealth slowly. And, uh, Ted, in the last segment, you mentioned that uh, some of the other factors that you want to consider in a plan are insurance and wills and estate planning and so forth. Um, how, what do you feel about tax strategy as part of uh, an investment strategy? How do you approach that? Well, usually the tax strategy is something that I approach with outside advisors. I'm not a tax specialist in my own right, but what I'm trying to do is to find ways to maximize the amount of income that is tax-deferred or tax-exempt as opposed to the amount of income which is fully taxable and which uh, even when you're dealing with income which is fully taxable, you want to maximize out that which is long-term and hence subject to the 15% rate rather than uh, short-term and subject to maybe the 35% rate. And both of those rates for both long-term and ordinary income are going to be going up in the years ahead. Mm-hmm. So my goal is to minimize the amount, the tax burden uh, to the extent one can legally over time by some of the ways that I mentioned. But, Ted, obviously the problem is um, <clears throat> these numbers change from day to day, week to week, month to month, and uh, they change not only uh, with, with administrations but even within the same administration. Uh, and that's the question that we're constantly getting from our clients. Uh, you know, it's just... It drives you crazy just trying to figure all this out. And that, of course, is what you're saying relative to the safe investments and what to do regardless of, uh, you know, who happens to be in office at any given moment. Right. And also what people view as safe investments uh, are a matter of opinion. 
sometimes, for example, in 2008, of the 65 major asset categories, there are actually only two uh, that were safe in the sense that they had a positive return in that particular year. But you go, you run the clock forward a year or two, and, for example, in this year, you look at supposedly safe investments, people who are investing in long treasuries or whatever it may be. They're anything but safe, but the return is not a credit risk. Risk The return that imperils their investment is a market risk. So people have to understand that just having something go south from a credit standpoint is far from the only risk that they're running. Your thoughts on the stock market? <clears throat> Good investment or not? Absolutely. And I will say that without qualification. I have been in the stock market for approximately uh, 30 years. I would uh, spend uh, somewhere between six and seven hours a day thinking about it. I'm not a trader. I'm a long-term investor. I'm very, very interested in asset allocation and correct diversification. I do not try to, in the main, pick individual stocks, and I'm very suspicious of those pundits who you hear on TV sometimes who say that they can pick a particular stock and get, get a move on it in the next uh, 30 days or 60 days or 90 days. I, that, that's not my style at all. Well, that could uh, uh, make your, uh, you know, raise questions as to uh, insider information uh, when you hear those kinds of things. Right. One area that I think a lot of people have concern about is with interest, rema- uh, interest rates remaining so low, um, and yet, with the increasing debt pressures we see from governments, not just federal, but just all across uh, the levels of government, um, uh, many economists are predicting that inflation will take off. How should pre- people protect themselves from this um, potential uh, inflationary situation? Well, f- f- first, the question is um, how likely and when is that going to take place. My personal uh, view, which many would disagree with, is that inflation is fairly quiet right now, likely to stay that way for the next uh, 6 to 12 months until there's a broad-based and strong economic recovery, something less than the tepid rate that we've seen so far this year, that the inflation rate is not likely to take off, as you put it, uh, certainly in the course of 2010. What, a, what might happen in 2011 or beyond is entirely foreseeable, and the question is how do you protect yourself from those out years? Obviously, one place that uh, people protect themselves is by investing in commodities or real assets, not gold, and I'm very skeptical about investing in gold which for reasons that are too long to go into, but I'm talking about oil, gas, other kinds of natural um, sector plays. With respect to other kinds of investments, uh, tips or treasury invested protected securities are certainly a standard that many uh, people uh, go in for. So th- there are a number of different ways, but I, I personally um, look at these things and say they might be good for a period of time, but is it the kind of investment that one can just 
put your money in and for, uh, close your eyes and forget about it for the next 10 years, 15 years, I'd say no. And how does the, uh, you, you, you suggested earlier in the show, 40 to 50% in international or global investments, uh, how does that change uh, when inflation does start to make a play? Oh, hard to say because the question you're asking in so many words is, is an international portfolio, say 40 50% uh, international, is that more or less exposed to inflation? It depends on where the inflation is taking place. I would be inclined to think that over time you'd probably do pretty well with an outsized commitment to international, I mean, 40 or 50%. And I'd say that over time, you're probably, if you're uh, correctly diversified across a great many uh, countries, you'll probably be okay in terms of your exposure to either inflation or what's common is deflationary risk. It's not just a one, uh, one side of the coin is the risk. Okay, good advice. Well, we've talked a number of times throughout the show about the uncertainty that we're seeing uh, and expect that to continue. Uh, do you have any other advice and uh, how you help your clients to make sound decisions when it is so unpredictable? Well, number one, I try to understand, and it's not easy uh, oftentimes, as to what their goals really are and make sure that I'm meeting those goals and what their levels of comfort or lack of comfort are and try to find a strategy, whatever it might be, so that it minimizes their discomfort. Because a lot of people, even if they uh, can see long-term over five or ten years that being in stocks big time might be the best place to be, they couldn't live with themselves in terms of their gut when they see stock market volatility. So if that is the case, I would try to find an approach which minimizes that volatility and hence allows them to sleep at night. Okay, good good balance. Well, we just have a minute left in the show here. Where can folks find out more about your radio show and, uh, and your uh, company website? Well, uh, first things first, the name of the radio show, which is on Voice America, that's www.voiceamerica.com, is Get Rich Slowly. So there's information on the show, on me, and archives of individual shows all on that uh, website. In terms of our company, which is my day-to-day job, it's uh, called Advanced Wealth Solutions and the best thing to do is to go into the website www.advanced-wealth.com and you can find out a little about me and our background. Uh, and if you have a direct question, I'd be happy to hear from you. My uh, direct line at, at the office is 646-259-4610. We have, as I mentioned earlier in the program, specialists in 11 or 12 different areas. So we're very, very deep, and we can should be able to handle pretty much any question in almost any language. Well, Ted, so. we want to thank you very much for being on our show today. For our listeners, veterans, I have a seminar in Houston, which is starting this month. 
Many of you around the country are asking. We're going to be coming around the country. We'll get to you as soon as we can. Thanks very much, Ted, for being on the show. We've got a great one for you next week as well, so come back and join us. Thank you. Thanks, Ted. Take care, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Thanks again for joining us this week on Total Career Success with Ken and Cheryl Dawson. Remember to join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, here on the Voice America Variety Channel.